What is going on, guys? Cameron here with the Lawn Care Life in Missouri. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, this is like two days in a row for a podcast episode, so that's pretty cool. Um, thought I'd hop back on here and just kind of uh, give you an update on what went on yesterday and just share with you guys a little bit about, you know, running your business and I don't know, just kind of my perspective of I've been in business for 22 years now and just kind of giving you an idea of where like I stand and and just some just some of the thought process that I go through uh, each and every day and each year and uh, yesterday man it was it was no different it was just one of those things man where every year it's like it's something different you know you always try to I tell everybody every single year man just try to improve just a little bit become more efficient become more profitable and so every year that's kind of what I try to do you know I look at ways to uh to be more efficient to be more profitable and at the end of the day man try to make a little bit more money than before and uh try to not try not to work so hard man so uh you only give them one life and you know don't waste it away uh just working and working and working I I listened to a podcast episode yesterday and it was uh Aaron Sutter over there at the Mowing in the Dark podcast and he had um he had a guest on there yesterday, and his name is Evan Lindman, and he is uh, the uh, he's the guy that runs the show over at the Turf Nerd Podcast. So, if you haven't checked that out, go to Turf Nerds Podcast, and it's him and uh, and another guy. They run a podcast over there, so they're part of the LCBU as well. Um, kind of missed those guys yesterday mentioning them, but be sure to go over there, check them out. They've got some uh, devotions on there that they that they share, and I don't know, just just listening to their podcast yesterday, listening to uh, Aaron Sutter over at Mowing in the Dark, his podcast, and he was talking about uh, working. You know, there's something. It's like both of these guys basically talking about. There's something bigger, there's something better than just trying to build a huge booming business that brings in a whole lot of money. I mean, that's uh, honestly, I don't think a lot of the guys that start the lawn care business, that's what they're looking for. I think a lot of guys just like working outdoors. Maybe they like working with equipment and maybe they, you know, just like being outside and running the equipment, you know. Um, I don't think they, a lot of them anyways, that I've met over the years, I don't think a lot of them are really geared towards just making a like a a whole lot of money. So, anyways, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to make a little bit more extra income and uh, be able to uh, pay off the mortgage and things like that. But at the same time, man, I'm not stressing about it. If if it's uh, if it's God's will to get out there and to um, you know to make 10x what I'm making this you know, previous years, then, hey, uh, I'll, I'll use it the, the best that I can to honor and glorify God and to, uh, just to praise him and, and, and all the blessings that he, uh, is willing to provide, you know, for me in the business. So that's kind of the way I look at it. You, 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 uh, listen to Aaron, you listen to Evan, um, and those guys are kind of along the same lines, man. They're, they're out there trying to provide for their family, trying to make some money, but I don't think the whole game plan is to go in there and just pick up every job, uh, you know, grow your business 10x and make like a ton of money. I just don't think that's what those guys are uh, are really 
trying to accomplish. And I'm the same way, you know. Like I said, it'd be nice to make a little bit more extra income. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out and I'm not trying to build this huge booming business like you see a lot of these guys online. So I'm comfortable. I'm satisfied. Uh, I'm happy with where I'm at. But uh, things could always uh, be a little better, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, just thinking along those lines, though, uh, thinking about yesterday and kind of what went on there. Uh, just wanted to share with you guys a little bit about that uh, because it kind of goes along with, you know, Aaron's thinking, Evan's thinking, and, um, you know, my thinking on the whole lawn care business. So yesterday um, I kind of shared, and I don't know how much I shared in the podcast yesterday, but I just shared a little bit about maybe doing an estimate and going and checking that out. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really share a whole lot of information because I didn't know uh, all the information at the time. It was basically um, business called, said, hey, we need an estimate. I knew the person that was doing the uh, work before. I didn't know the whole situation. I didn't know uh, if they were satisfied with the work he was doing, if they were looking to get somebody else, or if they're just price shopping and trying to get... Uh, a lowest bid or just you know what like what is their thinking what are they trying to do so a little bit more context uh yesterday i they called me several more times wanting the bid and i was uh, hesitant to even give them a bid because i knew the guy that was taking care of it he's one of my buddies and i'm not going to go in there and i told them that first thing i'm not going to go in there and i'm not going to uh to try to underbid him or or bid and try to get the job if they are satisfied with the work he's doing. So basically just laid it out there for them. I'm not out there to get a whole bunch of money. I'm not out there to get every contract. I'm not out there to get every bid. Matter of fact, I don't even bid on properties because if I know one of my buddies is taking care of the property, I won't bid on it. Uh, I won't even you know, go by there and ask for a bid and all of that. Now, this is a place where I, I know a lot of people that work there uh, they know me. I've known them for years. And so I was just honest, open, upfront, and just said, hey, man, if you're trying to, uh, you know, if he's not doing a good job, that's one thing. But if he's doing a good job, just continue to use him. I mean, I don't see why you're price shopping or looking for other bids. So yesterday, uh, they called a couple of times and asked him for the bid. I finally called them back. and I'm like, hey, look, I've got some numbers in my head, but I want to know uh, what, like, what are you guys doing? What, what is the game plan going into this year? Are you just opening it up for, for, for bids this season? Are you not satisfied with the work he's doing? I'm like, what is going on? I need to know before I even give you any numbers at all. And so I got to talking to them. Uh, they told me that they were going to, um, or actually they told me that they, they received, um, the bid from the company that was, um, doing it last year so they received his bid and then they received um, bids for uh, or I'm sorry bids from two other companies so they already have three bids right and typically when you get bids you just get like three bids and you just kind of look over the three bids and go with the one that you want to go with whether that's lower price or or company that's been around a while or uh, reputable company what you know just whatever they're basing their their uh, their um, their their price you know on so anyways I I went ahead and I told them I said well I'll uh, I'll submit you a bid you know oh, that's fine I'll, I'll submit a bid you already have 
bids from two other companies plus the company that was doing it last year. I'll submit a bid um, by the end of the day. It, it'll it'll be in your email inbox. And so he's like, "All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You know all this stuff." And so I get off the phone and I call the guy that's been doing the property. I say, "Hey man, I just need to know what you're charging because I'm going to charge uh, more. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bid really high." And I said, "If they call me and say anything, I'm going to say, why don't you just go with the guy uh, that." has been taken care of you know it makes no sense to shop around and try to get the lowest bid um because that's a race to the bottom you're not going to get good quality work guys are going to try to bid it cheaper and just get in and out of there and ultimately nobody wins the guy doing it he's not going to win he's not making enough money to uh pay for expenses and all this stuff and then on top of that the uh, business that's getting the work done they're not getting good quality work because more than likely uh, whoever has that bid is just rushing through it trying to get it done because they're not making any money off of it and they're trying to get to the next one so um i talked to the guy that was taking care of it last year and i told him man i said hey if you tell me what price you uh, you bid you know it on for the last year i will just bid a lot higher that's bottom line you know so he ended up telling me a price that he was taking care of it i think it was like uh 300 325 a cut or something like that and going into it i had already um already figured up the man hours that it would probably take me to take care of it and i just ran it through um you know the amount that i need to make per hour which is about 85 dollars mowing um and just came out with a price i think it was like 425 so i already had that number in my head and i was thinking if he says above that, I'm going to have to bump the, the number up even more. So um, he ended up telling me he was charging like 300 325 something like that. I don't remember the exact number, but um, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll bid it at 425 So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up bidding it at 425 a cut. They had some shrubs that needed to be uh, trimmed a few times a year. They had some mulch that needed to be laid down. So... I just uh, I ran the numbers on all that, and um, I can't remember my my rate for the shrubs, but it was like I think I calculated maybe 25 to 30 man hours um, for taking care of the shrubs, and you just think about that, you multiply it by 85 dollars uh, per hour, and you get your uh, you get your rate for for that specific bid. So that's what I ended up doing, and then the mulch, same thing. It was kind of a uh, um, I don't know. It looked like the mulch beds needed quite a bit of work because um, it just looked like they, uh, you know, they only maybe mulched them one time last year, probably. And to keep it looking good, you really need to do it a couple times a year. So, um, of course, it all depends on the uh, business or the uh, homeowner. You know, are they going to pay to have it done once, or are they going to have it paid to have it looking fresh like the whole season? Uh, what does that look like and how much you know what kind of budget do they have and all that stuff so anyways long story short man I just I called the guy up yesterday and I said hey what's your price he told me the price I um I kept my price the way you know I was going to um I was going to present it because it was higher than his price and so I just submitted that bid yesterday and if they do call and they say anything at all or if they want me to do it for some odd reason i'm just going to tell them say hey man look you've had this guy doing it you know over the past year um if you're satisfied with his work just let him continue doing it i don't think it's uh it's one of those things where um 
a business is always looking for lower bids, lower bids, more bids, lower bids. And I just don't like that. I don't like the price shopping. I don't like um, businesses kind of looking around for some other company to come in there. You, you always, you know, if that's, if that's the case, you always have a new company in there doing the work. They don't get familiar with the property. They don't do it as well. And uh, I think if you show up to that property, if you're a lawn care guy and you do it year after year after year, it becomes easier. Uh, you become more efficient and you make the place look a little better probably um some people some people probably don't they just rush right through it and and just go on their way but i would think a lot of people that care about their business you know they'll they'll figure out ways to make it look better so anyways just thinking about all that this morning you know uh thinking about um businesses and even residential you know homeowners that go out and get several bids um uh, I, I'm one of those that that likes to go out and take care of a customer for years and years and years, man. I have the same customers. A lot of the customers that I have, I've had since I've been in business, 22 years. So, um, you know, I've showed up to their properties year after year and, um, you know, continue to take care of their property. And that's the type of uh, customer that I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the customer that's price shopping. I'm not looking for the customer that's looking for the bids and, uh, you know, looking for bids every year and trying to get a, a bit, the best deal every year. I'm trying to find customers that want a premium service. I'm trying to find customers that want reliability. And uh, I want to find customers that are committed. You know, I'm committed to taking care of their lawn year after year after year, and they're committed to uh, keeping me on their property and and not going out and looking every single year for someone new. So that's the type of ideal customer that I'm looking for. I don't know if you guys are different. Maybe you're out there uh, doing the opposite. You know, maybe you're going out there uh, doing the commercial side of things, and there's more turnover, and you're just going after, you know, putting bids in at all these different um, commercial properties and hoping just to hit a home run on uh, on one or two and keep them for a season, keep them for a couple seasons, and then, um, you know, maybe switch over to another company, you know, that rotating in and out, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's the way you run your business. But for me, personally, it's just easier. It's less headache when you have the same customers over and over. Uh, you don't even have to call them at the beginning of the year. They know you're going to show up. They know you're going to take care of their property. And at the end of the year, man, you just... You just um, tell them you'll see them next year, and then when next year rolls around, this time of year, uh, maybe you make a phone call, maybe not. Maybe you just you know um, you get to know your customers after working on their property and getting to know them over the years. You know if they're like, all right, these customers want me to show up um, a month in advance and kind of tidy things up, clean things up, get it looking good before the grass starts growing. Uh, you know if it's the customers, uh, if your customers want you to show up um, as soon as the grass gets a little tall and, and start slicking it down. So you get to know your customers. You get to know their habits. They get to know yours. And uh, it just works out so well uh, when you can stick with a customer for years and years, I feel like. I, I like that loyalty um, in residential um, customers. I, I've never been a fan of commercial, you know, commercial work simply because a lot of it has to do with um, just 
going, getting bids, uh, who, you know, who you are or, or who you know, and uh, especially in a very small town, a lot of that happens around here. Um, you know, I've had people reach out wanting bids and, uh, you know, just wanting a bid knowing good and well um, they were going to give the bid to their buddies. So they just needed that third or fourth or fifth bid in there just to kind of keep everything legal and uh, make sure there was no, um, you know, nothing shady looking on their end. So I, I've had that happen to me before, you know. Um, I'm actually here on a property right now where I had that happen. Um, you know, I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, I need an estimate. i like, all right, I'll give you an estimate. Uh, and then when I gave it to them, they sounded like they were interested. They sounded like uh, they were they were satisfied with what I was telling them and, and how we were going to approach things. And then come to find out they had somebody that they were going to hire all along. And uh, they actually lied to me on one of the properties and said, hey, um, the park there, we're not even going to allow bids for that because we're going to do it in-house. And two weeks later... Um, after all the bids were submitted for the other parks, uh, come to find out that particular park I was asking about, uh, one of his buddies was taking care of it. So uh, that's how that went down. He didn't even open it up for bids. He just gave it to one of his buddies. And uh, I don't. I still don't know how they got around that or, or went about that. But anyways, just really shady uh, way to uh, run a business, really shady way to work with uh, guys in the industry and I was like you know what after that I'm out not going to bid on that property ever again uh, even if they really want me to take care of it which I doubt they're going to because they have uh, the people that um, you know the people that they want taken care of it basically uh, so anyways that's kind of how that went down um, so just thinking about the business thinking about ways to advertise maybe you're new to the business um, you know you're looking for properties to pick up. Uh, if you're going to be in this for the long haul, if you're going to be in this uh, long term, um, just just think about that. You know, I know a lot of people have built their businesses around catering to commercial properties, and it may work awesome in your area, uh, but this area, man, I, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody's cheap. Everybody wants um, the best price, the lowest price. No one wants to pay for good quality work. Uh, for the most part, I mean, there are here and a few here and there, but for the most part, um, there's just not a lot of money in our area. So, uh, with that being said, you know, uh, people just don't have the money to spend on that, which I get, I understand. Uh, but at the same time, you have to run a business, you have to be profitable, you have to make um, the amount of money that you need to make to survive, take care of your family, and to grow the business. So, um, in order to do that, man, you may have to think outside the box and figure out a way to, um, you know, figure out which customers are your ideal customers. For me personally, my ideal customer isn't a commercial customer. It isn't a, uh, commercial account. It's more of a residential account. Um, someone that wants me to come in there and do a good job, <coughs> excuse me, someone that wants me to come in there and, uh, and, uh, visit with them, you know, if, if, if I need to. Um, a customer that wants me to uh, return their phone calls, be polite, be courteous, be respectful of their property, um, you know, not smoke on their property, 
uh, not show up uh, looking like I, I just drug myself out of bed. Just look presentable, professional, uh, do a good job, and offer a premium service. So that's the type of customer that I'm going after. It kind of... Um, you know, carries over from what I was talking about yesterday. But if you know your ideal customer and you know who you're looking for and you know um, who you want to service and what customer suits you the best, I think your business will be more stable in the long run. And it, it may take you forever, you know, it may take you a while. I know it took me a while to figure out who my ideal customers were and how to find them and how to take care of them and how to build those relationships with them. But I believe um, if if you continue to stay in the business, if you're successful and and you've and you've been able to um, to figure it out over the years, I think that you know um, when we get into the business early on, uh, we're just we we don't really understand or know all that, and, and we learn those things over time. So it doesn't matter where you're at in your business, man. It doesn't matter if you're starting out right now or if you're uh, in year 22. Um, like I am. And there's always room for improvement. There's always room to figure stuff out. Things are always changing. I just went by the gas station that um, I filled up. I think it was two days ago I filled up there for like $2.89. Today, guess what the gas price is? $3.19 a gallon. So it went from $2.89 just a couple of days ago to $3.19. So Things are constantly changing, man. You know equipment prices, they're going up, up, up. They're not coming down. Gas prices are going up right now. Uh, spring and summer is about to uh, be right around the corner. So um, you can you can probably uh, bank on paying more for a lot of the things that you're buying. So keep that in mind, man. Um, like I said yesterday, offer premium services. Uh, if you diversify a little bit more and offer more services... I feel like a lot of times you can charge a more premium price for each service. You know, you don't have to go around and find 100 lawns to mow. Maybe you only need to find 20 lawns to mow that are very, very profitable. And you can focus your other time on finding maybe 20 uh, side jobs or 20 mulch jobs or 20 cleanup jobs or 20 shrub trimming jobs or um, just something like that, you know. So just something to think about. There's a thousand different ways to run your business, grow your business. Um, you know, every area is different. Uh, we live in a lower income area. A lot of people don't have a lot of money, so you're not going to go out there and find a hundred premium customers right off the bat. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of work. Um, it's going to take years to, uh, to really build that up. But if you can find, um, you know, 10 to 15 customers that are real, that are willing to pay you a premium price because you're offering something that no one else does in your area, then you, you stick with those people, you take care, good care of them, and uh, you build a business around that. And then, you know, you can always branch off and do other things and uh, maybe find 10 or 15 people that need a really nice job done putting down mulch or laying side or... or um, you like Aaron Sutter over there at Mowing in the Dark, um, doing uh, driveway uh, repair work, like repairing gravel driveways. So um, if you can just diversify a little bit, I know a lot of times I, I think about simplifying and doing just one service, doing it really well. And uh, um, But it just depends on where your business at, man. If you're, if you're trying to grow your business and you've got multiple crews, it may make more sense to go after... Um, you know, a hundred lawns, a hundred lawns in that one area 
uh, or 200 lawns in that one area um, to turn a profit and to, to be profitable. But if you're solo, you can't take on 200 lawns. You can only take on so many. So the ones you t- that you do take on, they need to be profitable. You need to be making top dollar and you can't be uh, can't be wasting any time. So I don't know, just something I'm thinking about this morning. Um, I know a lot of you guys are trying to um, figure out a way to, to build your business right now. You're figuring out a way to uh, market and advertise your business. You're figuring out uh, which services you want to provide, which equipment you want to run, um, what customers you want to go after, just all these things, you know. It's uh, the end of February. Some guys down south, they've already started. Uh, I know I, I, I watched a post yesterday with uh, Richie Plemons, Plemons Lawn Care, uh, down in Georgia, and he's already um, about done laying mulch. I think he said, I may be off on this, but I think he said he already laid down like 200 yards of mulch. I think that's what it was. And so, you know, he's laid down a lot of mulch already, and he's ready to start cranking up the mowers probably and, uh, you know, getting after it. So uh, guys down south, you know, Tony Rudolph, he's he's probably um, getting, you know, getting kind of ramped up again. I'm sure he stayed busy uh, over the winter, and uh, I'm sure things are starting to ramp up even more for him. So he's down in Georgia as well. And so you just you think about your different areas. You know, you got Phil up in uh, the northwest, and he's talking about uh, actually heading south right now to find work. So, you know, everybody's in a different place in their business and their life, uh, you know, just all over the map. You know, you got people uh, like Phil that's in a, a colder environment, and the grass really isn't, isn't going to start growing good. I think he said like uh, maybe late April, uh, maybe May is when the grass kind of starts growing, maybe in his area. I can't remember exactly what he said, but I think that's pretty close. And so, you know, he's got a a later start. So maybe it makes more sense for him to go down south like he's doing right now and uh, heading down to California area. Uh, Who knows, you know, he may end up moving down there to that area or he may be, uh, you know, he may spend more of his winter down south next year who knows so uh the way he's got things going and the way he's creating content it would kind of make sense for for him to uh to move down south in the winter so he can uh you know pick up some jobs create some content and make that money um on youtube you know during the winter months you know be able to have more videos to edit and upload and all that stuff so depending on where you're at in your business and what you're doing um, you know, it just, it makes all the difference. So think about where you live, think about your climate, uh, think about services you can offer, um, you know, each month of the year and, uh, figure out a good game plan, man. I, I think, I think we get stuck a lot of times just kind of taking on whatever's thrown at us and we don't really think things through and think, uh, think of ways to, uh, I guess I should say just think, Think about how we want our business ran. Uh, sometimes other people run our business, you know, whether, you know, if somebody wants mulch laid down right now, then okay, I'm the mulch guy. Uh, if somebody wants their grass cut, okay, I'm the I'm the lawn guy, you know, that cuts grass. I think a lot of times we just jump from one thing to the other based on the calls that we have coming in and don't really think about a good game plan going into it, thinking about what we want out of the deal. Um, so it's just like, you know, this... Um, this business that's reached out to me wanting to bid, um, I could get the bid, uh, if I wanted to, 
um, just by lowering my price and and just catering to them, you know, what they want. They want the low price. Okay, I'll give them a low price just to get the work, you know, just to get the, the bid. But uh, if you're running your business that way, man, you won't be in business very long. So uh, uh, more or less, man, just know know the ins and outs. Know uh, about your business. Know more about your business than anyone else. And run your business the way you want to run it. You don't have to go and offer four or five different services. You can offer one service if you want to. You don't have to go and, and, and reach out to residential customers. You can go and spend all your time doing commercial work. It's, uh, it's your business. It's, it's your life. And, uh, you know, you started the dream way before anybody else even thought of it or even imagined that you would. And uh, I feel like if God's laid that vision in your hands, then, uh, then run with it, you know, and, and really think about uh, the vision that he has for your life, first of all, for your business, and figure out a way to make those two kind of combine and, uh, and live a life that will honor and glorify God, man. That may mean going out and, and helping people for free, uh, doing free lawns like Phil over there at Phil's Lawn Care on YouTube. Uh, it may mean, you, you know, you're like Tony's Lawn Care uh, down south and, you, you know, you're servicing a specific niche of uh, customers and, and you're paying off your mortgage, man. Shout out to Tony. He just paid off his mortgage, um, I guess, the last four or five months ago, I think. So, anyways, uh, everybody's in a different spot in life. So, wherever you're at right now, man, don't feel like um, you're not doing uh, enough or you're not, you know, you're not where you want to be. If, if you're ever in that mindset of, man, you know, Phil's crushing it on YouTube, but my channel's super small, or Tony's paid off his mortgage, but man, I uh, I still have a mortgage. Or Aaron Sutter up there in Michigan, he's like, man, he's got the Ventrac 4520 with the power rake, and uh, man, he's he's got this nice setup. I just have like this old, um, you know, this old zero turn or whatever that I've had sitting around for years. You know, always look at these different people that are doing different things and figure out a way to make it work in your area, you know, maybe you don't have gravel driveways to repair in your area where you, where you live, um, so it wouldn't make sense to go out and buy a Ventrac and a power rake, you know, it makes sense for Aaron, because he's in a rural area, and uh, there's a need in that area for that particular service, so it's kind of like here, there is a huge need um, for, like, tough cut work, for the Ventrac and tough cut, uh, mowing down overgrown areas, you know, overgrown fields, um, uh, areas around the house, you know, that, uh, they get overgrown over the years. There's like a big need for that in, in our area. I'll tell you what there is not a need for, and that is fertilization and weed control. In our area, no one really cares about fertilizing their yard or controlling the weeds in their yard. That's just not a thing here. Um, like I said, it's kind of a low income area. People just want their yard just kind of slicked down and, and, uh, and mowed. Not saying that there aren't people that have that done. There are people that have that done, but there's that's not a, like a huge necessity in our area. It's uh, just not where we're, you know, just not, it's not the, uh, it's not the market for that. So um, everybody's different. Um, there's, you know, different area. Uh, there's, there's probably a different need and uh, you just need to find out or figure out where you live, what that need is, and uh, try to solve those problems. And I guarantee you, if, if you figure out the needs in your community, 
if you figure out a way to solve those problems, then you'll have a boom in business and you'll uh, you'll be able to be profitable and, and take your business and your life where you want to be. So I'm not saying all this because I've got it all figured out. I uh, definitely don't. I've got a long ways to go and I've been doing this for a long time. So uh, it's taken me a long time to figure things out. Uh, I'm still not where I want to be, but each and every day, man, I try a little harder. I try to be a little bit more efficient, a little bit more profitable. And at the end of the day, man, I've been able to take care of the family, provide for them. And uh, some years it's been a struggle. Um, other years it's been a little better. But, um, you know, you just do what you can with what you've got and you try to make the most of it. So anyways, rambling on here, um, just pulled into the park. I got to get out and get my three miles in. Uh, I've been running three miles every day trying to stay focused there. And so um, that's that's a good way, man. I've been watching Aaron Sutter over there at Mowing in the Dark. He's got a new uh, YouTube channel. It's called Review Outdoors. Go check it out when you get a chance. But um, he's been hiking, showing videos of that. I just noticed that there was another video that just popped up this morning. So I haven't had a chance to check that out, but I will check it out today. Um, but just getting out there first thing in the morning, getting a good workout in, getting a, you know sweating, uh, getting your blood flowing, uh, getting your heart rate up. It just, man, it makes a big difference. It's 38 degrees this morning. It was 84 degrees. It got up to 84 degrees yesterday. It's 38 degrees this morning. I don't want to get out here. I don't want to run. It's the last thing I want to do today, but got to stay motivated and uh, got to stay focused and I got to get the miles in, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. The first mile is always the hardest. The second one is a little bit easier. And by the third one, I'm ready to be done. So I'm going to get out here and get my workout in. Um, Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a great day. Reach out to me, man. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. You can find me anywhere, man, on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. If you just look up Lawn Care Life in Missouri, you'll find me there. Um, Or you can uh, send me an email, thelawncarelife at gmail.com, and I will uh, respond to you. And uh, let me know what you thought of the podcast. But anyways, I'm out. Have a good day. I'll catch you in the next one. And as always, man, hey, God provides.